listening to Nexus Global APM on air, where we bring our listeners the connection between excellence and knowledge. I'm Larry Olson. I'll be your host for this session of APM on air. Our topic today is triggers of a root cause analysis. Interesting topic. Many people have a tendency to not understand what would trigger or what would not trigger an RCA. So what I want to do today is take you through a little bit of training slash scenario slash an understanding of what are the triggers of an RCA. That's a question with multiple answers and not one answer fits all. The basis of an RCA is to locate the cause of an unacceptable event to assure you can identify proper mitigation to eliminate or prevent the unacceptable event from happening. So why is the question so hard to answer? There are many factors to take into consideration in determining what the trigger is. Little context setting here. The first factor is industry specific. Trigger points across the various industries can be quite different for reasons associated with different risks. But on the other hand, triggers within the same industry could be different based on geographical locations, based on the environment or regulatory compliance. What's important to note is one size don't fit all, never will, and most times it can't. Because of all the factors, One thing that is inevitable is an RCA process standard needs to be developed at a corporate level and then disseminated down to the local sites within the company. At the site levels, the standard could be localized with noted anomalies to the corporate standard. Very important that we understand that localizing documentation and noting those anomalies are extremely important. Now, To get back to the question, what triggers an RCA? Let's start high level with answers. Uh, Of course, it is an unacceptable event or potential of unacceptable events. First thing to note is that you don't need to incur the unacceptable event to start an RCA. Most theories and most organizations think something needs to happen before we do something. Not in this case. I call these types of RCAs process-triggered or proactive-triggered events. An example of this would be if you were conducting a failure modes and effect analysis, FMEA, what you are trying to do is to prevent the failure mode from happening. One way to do this is determine all the causes associated with the failure. If I had a pump with an intake strainer and the structured failure mode read like this, pump strainer restricted due to scale buildup, I could now start an RCA activity to determine all the causes that would lead up to the scale buildup on the strainer. Does that make sense? We're really trying to be proactive here in determining all those causes. Those causes will help us determine what the strategy will be to prevent that potential failure from happening. In other words, let's look at some of the other things. So process-triggered RCAs could be originated out of the FMEA, like we just gave you the example. 
Or we could be in a design for reliability, availability, maintainability, and in other words, it's known as RAM. So design for RAM. There's another theory around bow tie analysis. We have the event and then we have a consequence. So we're really trying to prevent the event from happening. So what are all of the associated potential breaches that could lead up to this event? And then once the event happens, uh, we could have a consequence of, you know, a fatality or, or some catastrophic thing happen. So what would the causes be that would lead up to the consequence? So that, that's really high level bow tie analysis. Pattern recognition. Maybe we have some equipment that is on some type of pattern recognition program where we can trend things that are happening. So recognizing that there is something potentially happening or going to happen. Different types of modeling events or artificial intelligence. You know, the the more we become digital these days, the more technology comes into play. So artificial intelligence is an important one to start understanding. And you know, moving on, there are other types of triggers, and these triggers is what I call event-based triggers or reactive triggers. In these cases, the unacceptable event has already happened. The unacceptable event is something that is preventable or potentially preventable and could be mitigated. So the work in front of us is to now prevent it from ever happening again or at least put in place indicators the event is approaching. Event-based indicators could happen in many areas or, or in many ways, such as we could have equipment reliability issues or breakdowns, as most of you might recognize them as. There could be quality problems with products, but there's another quality issue we need to address too, and that's quality of repairs. So execution of activity gets done, which is a repair on a piece of equipment. And immediately after we repair it, the equipment breaks again. And potentially it was due to the quality of the repair. So let's find out what that is and and put something in place to prevent that from happening. There could be environmental breaches, could be a safety incident, could be health outbreaks or or other events of uh, health related. We could have some company reputation online. Maybe uh, something was in the news or someone said something about the company. Well, well, let's get to the root cause of that. A mechanical integrity failure. So in this case, it could be some structural component of either a bridge or some structure holding some pipe work up or could be the piping itself. So we have some rust, and the rust uh, actually rusted through and caused a collapse of some structure or or a hole in a pipe or something. Uh, so that's a mechanical integrity failure. Uh, production loss, uh, line stoppage, uh, we're, we're not producing product like we should, or high cost of doing business. Uh, I say in general high cost of doing business, but we could be more specific as well. It could be maintenance. It could be from a production standpoint. It could be in the logistics. It could be procurement. It could be anywhere in the organization. Uh, we have high cost of doing business. And there's there's those line stoppages. Uh, you know, you could relate this back to some of the production losses too. So uh, line stoppages, vehicle accidents, 
or we could have injuries from vehicle accidents, or we could not have injuries from vehicle accidents, but we had a vehicle accident that didn't cause an injury, so it's a, a near miss in that case. Nonetheless, we still have an accident that we, we need to investigate or conduct a root cause analysis on. There, there's maybe many other ones. So these are just a few of what would potentially trigger points or ideas around event-based triggers or reactive triggers for root cause analysis. There are a few tools we can use to determine how we go about selecting which ones to work on and in which order. Some organizations will set up a some type of a prioritization matrix to allow for selecting of how a particular reactive trigger should be prioritized against other reactive triggered events. So what we're hoping is we don't have several events that we have to prioritize them against each other. But in the case that we do have these events and we have a constrained or overcapacitized reliability group or investigation group, we need a way to identify who's first, who's next, who's next. So in this case, we'll set up some type of a, a prioritization matrix and maybe have a prioritization matrix that you use in your organization already. And, you know, it could be uh, based on, on frequency and timing and, and several different types of uh, scenarios across the prioritization matrix. So prioritization matrix is one. Or another way is uh, assigning a risk prioritization number, RPN. So the RPN will be assigned against a piece of equipment. And when or if we have an event that comes up, we'll use that RPN number that had already previously been assigned and start ranking the activities based on the previous RPN number. And potentially, you may move yourself around in the RPM index and find uh, other opportunities to improve on that risk ranking number. So really what you're looking for in this particular case, you're looking, what is the severity? What is the occurrence of this happening? And what potentially is the detectability of it? So we're trying to create a risk prioritization number, either for each piece of equipment or for a task that we have in place that should have mitigated the failure in the first place. So anyway, those are some of the event-based selection criteria, and, there, and there's one more as well. And one more tool that can be used is the most common one, and that's a Pareto charting. With Pareto, you could Pareto each event you know, by cost or downtime hours or number of occurrences or quality issues. It could go on and on. Basically, anything that could be a sortable field within this and allowing your organization to determine from a Pareto perspective, how many events of similar types do we have? And then most of the times, maybe we're using a combination of a couple of the factors to understand what and how we should be determining what to work on. So use, use the 80-20 rule. Basically, 20% of your high indicators here are 80% of your problem. And kind of stick with that 80-20 rule when you're looking at the, the Pareto. So anyway, to quickly summarize the triggers of an RCA, root cause analysis, that is, there are two types of RCA events, right? Remember at the beginning, I, I mentioned a couple types of uh, root cause analysis events. So those events are either process triggered or proactive triggers. And then there are event-based triggers or reactive triggers, and those are things that have already happened. 
And then there's the selection of the reactive triggers. And these potentially could be, and there could be more. I'm just indicating three of them here today. And, you know, your organization may have a different way of selecting what your reactive triggers to work on. So there's the prioritization matrix, there's the risk prioritization numbering, uh, or there's Pareto charting. I might also add that the triggers and selection of the events could potentially be automated in some of the smart algorithms set up in your CMMS or EAM system, or in third-party systems for that fact. So don't limit yourself. Think outside the box and create a paradigm shift in your organization when it comes to root cause analysis. I trust some of this information has helped with an understanding of what triggers root cause analysis and how to select which trigger point to work on. So if anybody wishes to obtain more information about Nexus Global or our solutions, you can visit our website at www.nexusglobal.com or send an inquiry to info at nexusglobal.com. We encourage you to follow us as thought leaders on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Hey, thanks everyone for joining APM On Air and wish everyone a productive and safe day. 